Yes, Lord. Fill our hearts and have your way in this day, Lord. As we wait on you in this day, Lord, as we pray, as we hear your word, have your way, Jesus. Speak your word, Lord, today into our hearts and have your way, Jesus. Somebody just tell the Lord, speak your word into my heart and have your way today, Jesus. That today, as we are going to listen to your word, that God is speaking to my heart and that, Lord, you are having your way in my life today. In the powerful name, Jesus, that Holy Spirit is having his way in my mind, in my heart today. That God, you are having a way in my heart. You are having your way in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, we exalt you today. Hallelujah, Lord, today we pray that as we seek your face today, Lord, as we listen to your word, that God, you are having your way in our minds. You are having your way in our hearts. In our lives, God, you having your way, Jesus, that Everything that the enemy may use as a tool, O oh God, to distract us, O oh God, from listening to your word. We put it under the subjection of the powerful name Jesus today. In the name Jesus, God, we exalt your name, O oh God. We bless your name for your worthy. We thank you, Lord God, because you've given us another opportunity to feast at your table, O oh God. You've given us yet another opportunity, O oh God, to feast at your table. And for this we say thank you. We exalt your name for this wonderful day. We thank you for your word, O oh God. That God from today we are going to cleave to your word. That after this session, O oh God, we are going to cleave to your word. That after this, God, we are going to cleave to your word and not to our pasts. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I thank the Lord for this wonderful time that he has blessed us with, that he has given us a moment to be found in his presence. That once again, we want to feast from his table. Like I normally say, at the table of the Lord, there is good. We cannot come feast at his table and live the same way we came in. This means that you can never listen to God's word and remain the same. No. So today what I'd urge you to do, child of God, that as you purpose to listen to this broadcast, that there is a faith already working in you, anticipating to listen to God's word. I pray that may the Lord come into you and do a new thing into your life. That may the Lord come into you and make a home. This is your host today in Angaza Sasa, Reverend Brian Odiambo, lead pastor at Zion's Gate Tabernacle. Now, today I'd like us to speak on cleaving to God. Praise the Lord. 
and to make it broad living to cleave hallelujah so there are two things here there is living and then there is cleaving probably possibly at this moment most of us are on the side of living so how are we going to shift from living to cleaving in between living and cleaving there is a space a space that we must see how to close not to cover but to shut completely so that there is no relationship between the past and cleaving there is no space any longer between living and cleaving hallelujah and to kick us off we'll begin by reading second timothy hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus for those of you tuned in may the lord bless you and do you good second timothy chapter 1 from verses 11 to 13 i read my bible my version is king james this is what the bible says where unto i am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the gentiles for the which cause i also suffer these things nevertheless i am not ashamed hallelujah nevertheless i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed it is paul speaking here and is saying nevertheless i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed in and more than believing he continues to say and i am persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him against that day praise the lord and i am persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him praise the lord now when we go back in the old testament with the aim of comparing moses and paul we also see that moses had to live so that he could cleave same case to paul praise the lord hallelujah thank you jesus now when we read the bible in the book of philippians chapter 3 from verses 7 to 8 hallelujah hallelujah jesus we bless your name jesus the philippians chapter 3 from verses 7 to 8 this is what the bible says but what things were gain to me those i counted loss for christ praise the lord i'll read again but for what things were gain to me those i counted loss for christ paul is saying that whatsoever things that were profitable to him he counted them as rubbish hallelujah verse 8 ye doubtless and i count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of christ jesus my lord for whom i have suffered the loss of all things for whom i have suffered the loss of all things and do not count them but dung that i may win christ he said that whatsoever things that were profitable to him he counted them as rubbish so that he can attain Christ 
He counted them as rubbish so that he can attain Christ. He further continues to say, Brethren, I do not buffet myself that I have attained. But this one thing I do, I forget everything that is behind. Because he had completely turned his back on them. He had destroyed the past. And now pressing on. Why is Paul pressing on? Because he knows there is resistance. Praise the Lord, brethren. I hope up to this point, we are seeing the sacrifice one has to make in order to cleave to the Lord. Living. And from what we have seen so far, in the case of Paul, it is not sweet to live. It is painful. It's painful that you have to stop being an adulterous person or a fornicator for that matter. It is not easy because this means you will no longer enjoy the pleasure of continuously having different sexual partners. In the name of pleasure, it's calling you to be disciplined, to leave such behaviors behind, to break that chain that you no longer can steal from the very company you work for. Yet you are born again. That you now have to stop the pleasure of having more than you're supposed to be paid at the end of the month or of the day. That has to end. There is a price to pay, child of God. But faint not, it is for the good. Hallelujah. And the good here is to cleave unto the Lord. This means that you're telling God, I choose you, Lord, regardless of the loss this brings me. Hallelujah. We see Paul pressing. Paul has a mission. His mission is to apprehend that which he has been apprehended for. Here Paul has been arrested and he wants to arrest which he has been arrested for. This is because his desire is that he may know him and the power of his resurrection. My dear listener, unless you know God, you can never cleave to the Lord. That means that you can never leave the things that you're supposed to leave behind. The things that are barring you from cleaving to the Lord, you will never leave those things. Child of God, because you do not know God, you will continue playing with God as a toy or as a game on your phone that you only give attention whenever you feel like or whenever it is convenient for you. But when you have a heart, an encounter with the Lord, you can never remain where you are. The men and women who gave their lives to God, they knew they paid a price. They paid a price to cleave to the Lord. You can never remain where you are after you've had an encounter with God. You will not play with God. You will not have a moment-to-moment -moment relationship with God. It will be a continuous journey with the Lord. You will know that I have to cleave to the Lord. Praise the Lord, someone. When Abraham met God, God told him, you have to leave and go where I tell you. For a story, this sounds interesting, but in reality, this was not easy. He was to leave his kindred, people he has known all his life, and to go to a city whose builder and maker is God. God assured him that Abraham, when you do this, I will bless you. And indeed we see that God lifted Abraham more than he was 
when he was amongst his people because he left. We are now called the children of Abraham because Abraham left. Not like the issue of the case of Lot. Some of us are leaving but still looking behind. You leave but you're still looking behind. You cannot cleave. When you leave, you break contact with the past. Are you ready? Are you willing to leave the weights that so easily besets you, that pulls you down and keeps slowing you and makes you sloppier in this walk so that you cannot cleave to the one and only important one, cleaving to the Lord. This one thing though, that you cannot live whatever God wants you to live unless you have a personal relationship with him. Hallelujah. Unless you know God, you will not live. You will still fall back. You will still draw back. The things you left behind will still excite you. Whenever you see them, they will still excite you. You will still keep tabs with them. You will still deceive yourself. Ah, it's just on a lighter note. You will still flirt with the things of the past you left behind. You will still be catching up for all time's sake. For reference, stop it, child of God, stop it. This is not a game. Child of God, the battle between living and cleaving is for the attention of attaining God. It is not a game. Focus on God. Stop it, child of God. It is this kind of pettiness that destroys us. It is this kind of pettiness that makes us focus on now and here. This is what makes us die in sin. That draws us back to sin and not ever come back to God again until death. Not cleaving to God. Playing with God. Eternal damnation is not for man. It is for the devil and his fallen demons. Why would we make such an absurd choice? Because of temporal sweetness. Open your eyes, child of God. Stop flip-flopping and procrastinating yet you know fully well that it is you the Lord is speaking to right now. You know fully well that this is God speaking to me. But you will still say, I don't want it. God says, I've given them an option to choose rest, but they will still tell me that we don't want. You see, God gives us options. He will tell you, today I've placed before you two ways, life and death. But still, we will choose death. Even after God placing before us life and death, and he tells us, choose life. You know, God gives us an exam, then he gives us an answer. But because of rebellion, because of independence, because the past is too sweet, we will still tell him, no, God, I want to come up with my own answer. I want to be self-made. I also want to exalt myself. I want also to know that I made it on my own. Child of God, this is the moment you live. Live now. When you erase something on your smart device or format a hard drive for that matter, it's never gone. It's really not gone. What happens is that in the conscious part of the drive or the memory, the information is not there. But in the subconscious of the drive, the information is still intact. Only that you cannot see it with your naked eye. But the moment you make recovery effort active, you will get them.
So it means virtually you still have the information. It means there is still a link on how to access that information. This link can only be destroyed by breaking the information of the past completely. This is what we don't want to do. Hallelujah. You see, the moment you find yourself in a situation so dire that everything has turned against you, yet you have been in God, yet you've trusted God, yet everything is not working for you, you are struggling, no job, your marriage has fallen apart, in spite you holding on to God, you have constantly prayed, you've gone to prayer nights, you've sacrificed, you've given offerings, saying that God, this is a sacrifice I'm giving you for my kids, for my husband, for my job. You've trusted God, you've been faithful at that job, but still you are pressed on the ground. Life beats you like a stray dog, like someone without identity. I tell you that is the moment your mind will click on the past. And because you only erased that past but did not destroy it, I tell you you will get a link and you will thirstily go back to that past and you will do your level best to recover it. And I tell you the moment you recover it because you've spent a lot of time and energy and sacrifices trying to regain the past, you will go back to it full throttle, child of God. You will go back to it and become worse than you ever were. If you are drinking, you will become a complete drunkard until your face changes. If you are an adulterous person, you will become worse. If you are a thief, you are going to become worse. If you are only consulting diviners, you will consult any kind of witchcraft. Because you are trying now to fill a void that God left. If it was an addiction, you are going to become worse. This is because you only arrest and formatted information on the conscious section of your life. But on the subconscious, it is still there. Child of God, the moment you play with sin, you entice it. You are still telling it, hold on, I'll get back to you soon. Child of God, stop wasting your life. I'm sure you know the scripture that says, if demons are chased out of a human being, they go away angry. And they will come back to check if there is a master, that there is a higher power than them occupying the space, the void they left. If they come back and find it's empty, they will come back. And this time, they will come back for a kill. They will become more powerful than they ever were. They will put you down. They will destroy your life. They will alienate you from God. They will ensure you never get an opportunity to go back to God. And the devil is wiser. He knows how to break you. He knows how to break your past from God. Because he is a master of craftiness and witchcraft. You see, that is the string the devil is going to use to draw you back right now. It is what he will always use to recover you back to his fold. And the moment this happens once or twice, you keep on playing with your past. 
you keep on looking at it and having a good feel he will not mind you because he knows you are officially a lukewarm believer a person who comes to god on need basis you are not a threat anymore because what brings you to god is a need you are his you belong to the devil he knows you are his you are now his bannerman his advocate the fifth column amongst brethren you are an enemy of god you will hurt the body of christ more than healing it you will be the likes of those that cause confusion riot strife and inconsistency among believers you will want to defend your ungodly life with all man of scriptures you know and by bad luck bring down many with you who have the kind of attitude and life you have but because you are listening to this broadcast today this is the day of your salvation the day you have to live to cleave to the lord a day you are not only formatting the hard drive but breaking it so that the recovery link is not functional to lure you back again this is the day a new order is being installed in your life you shall now operate as gods not double minded any longer you will be confident in jesus and you will confidently to say behold i forget everything that is behind me because i now have completely turned back on my past and now you are pressing on because you now know that there is resistance what we call live you now know whom you have believed in you now know you are not only coming to god because of need you now know you now know god praise the lord if you see you are holding god loosely or carrying your salvation like some smelly dart or a burning coal in your palm then you have not known god yet dearly beloved this kind of salvation will take you to hell first of all the devil will slap the hell out of you for playing games with him and wasting his time with the dead god in your hands a dead god you used to deceive people do not hold god loosely Hold tightly because your life depends on God. Knowing God is not trendy. Knowing God is warfare. You cannot slay with God. No. You cannot have God and say you're slaying. You don't slay with God. This is not a game. It's not an issue of being classy or being fashionable. We've turned God to fashion. We think it is fashion. People died for this gospel to be there. People died. Jesus died on the cross for you and me. Child of God, people died. The apostles were murdered. John the Baptist died over something that you're playing with. Young man, young girl, you are playing with God, something that took lives, a relationship that made God. 
to come on earth in form of man to redeem us back to him after we were lost in sin and you still have the audacity to play with the audacity to say that you don't have to be serious with god the audacity to play with the word of god the audacity to turn god's word into a mockery the audacity to use god's word as a means of making money in the name of entertainment may god have mercy knowing god is not the thing the new thing in town there is no knowing god for the younger folks and the elderly folks there is no classiness here child of god that is a system of the world and the devil to diverge us from what's really important the real thing those excuses you're giving right now for not coming to church is what the devil really wants he's got you where he wants you why is the bible one there are no scriptures meant for others and some reserved for another group it's either all or nothing there is no scriptures meant for you young person stop deceiving yourself who told you you're young do you think there is a hell for the younger people and the elderly people you see your mother constantly praying and reading the bible instead of picking it from there you think your time is far let me ask you when people die is there death for the elderly and the younger do you think there is a devil for the younger people and the elderly people but why is it when we come to god people think there's a way god relates to younger people and there's a way that god relates to elderly people let's come back to immoral life that people enjoy is there immorality called young immorality and old immorality immorality is immorality adultery is adultery fornication is fornication drunkenness is drunkenness there is no juvenile sin child of god choose today live to cleave that's all you've got to know right now it's all you've got to do right now paul says that he is holding tight he is cleaving to that which he has been apprehended for it has become part of his dna when you know god you become sure when you know god you become confident when you know god you no longer care who knows about your new found life in christ you will share openly about your stairs and you will leave the talk you no longer choose places you say you're born again not you stand in your stand is now public and even your social circle is aware of the new life you found in jesus let me tell you if they know this they can no longer entice you with the old because you killed it you don't remember it you can't recognize it people only make fun of people who are born again because you let them find out you don't tell them it's like a secret but when you're now going after them with what you have they'll start running away from you or embrace it but when you're struggling with cleaving to god they will rattle you and bring you down you see most people come to god because they are trying something new out either they need a promotion at work they need a job they need some supernatural intervention in a case or an issue that has denied them comfort and peace or they had a preacher say you have tried the witch doctors and failed 
The doctors have failed you. Your relatives have failed you. Your uncles failed you. This and this has failed you. Today, try Jesus. So to you, maybe you came on a trial basis. If this is your case, then you won't hold on for long. In most cases, people who come to try and do not know God to the point of cleaving are lured by cons who promise them things that entice their appetite. And this is even in the Bible. You will meet enemies of the gospel who tell you the things you want to hear. Things that entice you. You will be told, I'm seeing a car. I'm seeing land. I'm seeing a visa. I'm seeing a husband. I'm seeing a passport. Because they know what your heart is really bleeding for. Then you will become vulnerable to them. And then after things have fallen apart, you will start disparaging all men of God as evil and cons. Dearly beloved, could it not be that you met your match? That the deception in your heart met your kind of deception? When you come to try, you will never know God. Never. In Hebrews 11, 6, the Bible says that them that come to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, where were the things you are being promised coming from without you seeking him? This transaction that you were having was between you and the con preacher. So the preacher was acting as a middleman, yet he was the end game. He was the God. You had a con in your life. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Knowing God is the beginning of new life of cleaving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the book of Daniel 11:32, Daniel chapter 11. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. In the book of Daniel chapter 11:32, the Bible says, "And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong." and do exploits. God is telling Daniel that them that do evil against this covenant shall be corrupted by flatteries. The kind of flatteries cons used to deceive people in the name of the Lord. The ones who may have conned you once or twice, it's all in the Bible like I said before. Cleave to God. You cannot play poker games with God. You can't. You don't come to God when you feel like God is not your property. That when you drop him down, you think the next time you come, you'll pick him from there. No. That is where you're forcing your heart to God. God cannot be bribed unless you walk as inscribed in God's word. If those things you seek have no foundation in God, then you're wasting your time. Even the person lying to you right now knows. It's where you're being deceived by flatteries. But going down, the next line in the scripture we've seen God saying that them that know their God shall be strong, shall do exploits. This means that God is telling us that in him there is providence of what you seek those things you want, he has them. You just have to align 
with his word. You can only get aligned with God when you have a closer walk with Jesus. We know God by seeking to know his ways. How do we seek to know his ways? Through his word. Like what you're getting right now. This message you're listening to. Or the Bible you're holding in your hands right now. Hallelujah. In our social circles, people have turned God's word into a circus. Doing all manner of wickedness with it in the name of the Lord. Believers have turned to be enemies of the very hand of help, God. And it has become a norm. People are so comfortable with sin that when a pastor starts to speak against it like I am right now, the thing they'll do, they'll go through the preacher's life with a tooth comb, looking for rugs to pull or rush into the word of God to pull a bazooka to silence the pastor. This is the devil's work, not yours. Stop playing the devil. Unless you are his advocate, then that's okay. People's lives no longer resemble the word of God. They are prophesying. I know you love God, yes, but the problem is obedience. You cannot obey God if you do not know him. When you know God, you will know how much he loves you and cares for you. When you know God and cleave to him, you will know the kind of terror that will come upon the sinners because it's right inside your Bible. But because you don't know God, you are contented with living the kind of life you're living right now. Because in the eyes of the people, they judge you as godly, beautiful, kind, good, merciful, obedient. Yet you know very well how wicked and sinful your life is. Open your eyes. If you are there, change now. Because the people you are busy pleasing do not matter. They don't. The people you are busy pleasing hold no right in the day of execution. They don't. In fact, they don't even hold safety. When God strikes, he will strike you plus the people you are busy pleasing. They too shall answer to their kinds of life. <laughs> Child of God, leave the past and cleave to God today. Praise the Lord. Now, Moses left and cleaved. Look at the life of Moses. He was a seeker. Moses is said to be the humblest man who ever lived in the face of the earth. If we refer to the kind of encounters he had with God, we see this. We can surely say there was a personal and special kind of seekership to God in Moses. Moses cleaved to God. Exodus chapter 33 verse 13, this is what the Bible says. I'm reading from a King James Version. Now therefore, I pray thee, this is Moses speaking, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider this nation is thy people. Look at what God is telling him in verse 14. And he said, 
My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Praise the Lord. He says that if I have found favor in your sight, then show me your ways that I may know you. Then Moses goes further to ask in verse 16. Look at that. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Moses wants to go deeper. He has already found grace in God's sight. After Moses and God have had an, a conversation about the grace and about him being with them, Moses in verse 18 asks God another thing. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Moses prays and says, if I have found favor in your sight, then show me your ways. Then Moses goes further in verses 18 to ask God, then can I also see your glory? Moses always wanted to seek God deeper. He didn't ask for acts, not miracles, not things, but God himself. He knew that when he has God, he has everything. When we have God, we have everything. But first let's seek and be doers of the word of God. At some point, God even sent Moses to Pharaoh and told him, you will become God to Pharaoh. Our level of seekership must go beyond me, myself, and I. Let's purpose to escalate it to God. Let's make it our objective to love God, to know him. God even rubber stamped the laws of Moses. These are examples that must encourage us to draw closer to God. Child of God, when you are fully persuaded over something, you do not let down your guard. Like your persuasion on one plus one cannot come just by thinking. You have contemplated over and over and over and over. And you are certain one plus one is two. If I came right now and told you one plus one is 15, you won't agree with me because you are fully persuaded one plus one is two. It is this kind of persuasion that we must need to build a seekership relationship with God, which we later develop into cleaving. Commit fully. Let's stop the trend of faltering each time. As we pray, I want you to make this decision to cleave by responding to God's word today, by repeating these words after me in faith believing that God is restoring you. Let's pray. Repeat these words after me. Jesus, I come before you today. Your transformational word has reminded me that I have been trading dangerously. That it's time for me to return to you, to know you, to seek you, to cleave to you and to hold firmly to your word. That it's time for me to trust you and take you at your word. Forgive me for living a life that does not resemble myself as a child of God. Make me whole again and forgive my iniquities. Strengthen me so that I can cleave to you by leaving the things that drag me from cleaving in the powerful name Jesus I pray amen dear heavenly father I thank you because of the lives 
this broadcast is going to transform as a people we bless your name because when your word comes it's for our own good so today as people listen may the holy spirit convict hearts and cause men and women young people to transform and come back to you to return to you that each year will tickle when they get this word with the desire to make amends and return to you as a vessel of god i thank you for honoring me with the opportunity to minister to your children today may this word bring transformation in my life in the life of my listeners in areas that we have not released to you as required i pray that this podcast brings change that through this podcast and this broadcast angaza sasa let lives be changed in return let your name be exalted in the powerful name jesus i pray amen shalom Shalom, shalom. God bless you. Amen.